Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in. Happy Red Friday. Happy rainy Red Friday. Uh, that Who is this? This country music is how you know John's out. It's Luke Holmes. Oh, Luke Holmes. Okay, good choice. Uh, John is out today. Uh, we have an update on how he's doing. He's out of surgery, doing well. So we'll uh, we'll chat about that in a second here. But there's a voice in the studio that has not been in this studio in how long? Since December 2019, actually. It was the last time I sat in this room behind a microphone. Welcome in, EJ Becker. Hey. Good to have you here. It's good to be here. It's a, this is what 10 o'clock looks like. This is amazing. <laughs> Yes. Um, 10 o'clock. In the, you can do radio at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's fantastic. You can. Yeah. From 10 until 2 today. Uh, EJ, we'll be here till a little bit later. Uh, and then we'll be on our own for a while. Um, good to you'll, see you here. You'll, you'll be glad to be on your own. A little Will bit. I? Yeah. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll find out a little bit later. Um, there's a lot going on. A lot of things to update. UAWs you heard on ABC News. We'll talk about here in a second. We do have storms that are coming through till about 1 or 2 o'clock. Uh, Radar is pretty thick right now. You're hearing about a lot of accidents. We'll keep an eye on those. If you see an accident, uh, traffic people pay attention to our text line as well. Feel free to let us know if you can do that safely. 913-586-7798. Let us know what you see. Um, there's a lot going on today. We've got the audio, the 911 call of the pilot that dumped out of the F-35. So we'll get to all that coming up here um, in a bit. Just the concept of that pilot calling 911 confuses me. I do not understand. Why okay. would you call 911? Um, That's a good question to... You Tell call 911 when your house is on fire, when you need the police. For, uh, we'll get to it. I'm yes, sorry. I'm we'll jumping the gun. Um, I'm confused. It's okay. So there's there's a ton going on that we will get to today. But first, where you been? Um, and what are you doing on your phone? I am actually, I'm looking uh, for something that you sent me for the show today <laughs> on my phone, actually, which I don't have. I need to get it on my computer. Where I've been? I've been here. I'm still... Um, you know, you still hear me almost every day on the morning show. Mm-hmm. Still contribute to the morning show. But back, if um, to to catch you up in case you don't remember, in the at the end of uh, 2019, uh, I left my job hosting the morning show mm-hmm. after 13 years of hosting, and uh, went sort of full time stay at home dad, and and contributor to the morning show. So it's sort of a mix of of those sorts of things. Uh, I still do stuff for the morning show. I now get to get up. Not as early, but still morning show hours. But instead of being here behind a microphone entertaining you, I am at home. I usually wear a chef's jacket in the morning. I bought a chef's jacket because EJ finds that particularly entertaining. I'm entertaining a a now Uh six and a half year old who goes to uh, uh, first grade in Overland Park. And um, yeah, I'm having a ball. Uh, I'm having a ball. It is um, the most challenging job I've ever had. It is the most difficult job I have ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I hope that someday it, it pans out to be the most rewarding job I've ever had. Right now, it's just one of those, oh, my goodness, can I keep my head above water sometimes? Yeah. Jobs. But I'm having a ball, and I love it. And mm. I, it's funny. I, I walked back in here with you this morning, mm-hmm. and then I came in here and, and set everything down in the studio. I'm not sitting in my chair. Jamie now sits in the chair that I sat in for 13 years. I sit on the other side, and it's totally fine. And within five minutes, I was back in the rhythm. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my, I remember how this feels. This is fantastic. Um, yeah, so to give you the idea of the visual, um, our the studio here is set up so that we face Shawnee Mission Parkway, and there's a wall of windows along Shawnee Mission Parkway. The other window faces the newsroom. Right. I don't like my back. I, there are people that walk ball, not as much anymore, but there are people that walk by that window. Right. I don't like not knowing if there are people behind me looking, so I like to be against the windows facing Shawnee Mission Parkway, so you get that seat. Our reasoning is different. I want to see who's coming for me. That's why I like sitting there. Okay. I want to see who's, because I want to see, are they coming? Do they have a cardboard box? Do they have a serious look on their face? Do they have paperwork in their hand? Is it the last time they're going to come for me? You know, it's that yeah. sort of thing. That, that usually only happens at the end of the show, though. That's true. Not, not, not it did, Unless you melt down on the air. <laughs> um, yeah. So did you remember like logins and stuff like that? No, I had to ask uh, for uh, for one of the logins. That's one of the things I was looking for that you sent me. So that's one of the things I need to I need to get the text line up on the screen. So, here. so I warned you of this beforehand. So I gave you all the all the login information and stuff. And I said, well, I, I don't know if I said this like this, but text line always loves the new guy. Okay. Which you're still kind of the new guy in, in this I, I, from, in this time from, slot from ten to whenever. Yes. So it'll be a while before they hate me. No, right. <laughs> yeah, people love the new guy. People love the person they haven't heard in a while, and, and the text line is already reflecting. That. Is so, it? Yes. Great. Well, you you've got it up. I do. Standing. Well, then uh, I'll I'll do it later. I'll come up with it later. <laughs> do you want me to protect you from this today, or do you want me to share this with you, or what? Your, the text line? Sticks Feel free and to stones, baby. Sticks and stones. Texts will never hurt me. <laughs> text line saying things I can't say on the air. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks to everybody for uh, for chiming in here. And thank you for being here. Um, oh, it, absolutely. What a riot. Yeah, it, it's always fun. And, and it's it's also fun for me, I should say. Jamie and I have been friends for a very long time. Yes. Jamie is quite literally a member of our family and, and knows us and knows little EJ very well. So it is an absolute ball to be here and get to do this with you. And it's kind of funny that that it started when I was producing your show. Yeah, we can, we both started here at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I was three months later than you, I think. Mm. I think you were May and I was August. Okay, yeah, that's right. So it's it's kind of funny how things intertwine and evolve here. Um, John is doing well. For those who missed the 1.30 half hour yesterday where he talked in depth about where he is going to be uh, today and all of next week, John had bariatric surgery. Uh, it is done. I'm hearing from his wife. Uh, he's doing great. He's out of surgery. He's in recovery. Everything's going great. So he should be out uh, of the hospital tomorrow. And he'll be out all of next week just because that's a pretty major thing to have done. And so he'll have some pretty serious uh, recovery next week. But then he'll be good as new and and kind of back. So um, good to hear that. We are Again, we are watching storms. Rain is coming through. Let us know what you're seeing. And this UAW story. Um, I, so we thought this was going to be a little bit later that they were going to make some kind of announcement. And it seemed like there was progress that was being made in those talks. And then somehow in the last couple of hours, that just kind of came apart. I want to point out a couple of things. And again, if you work for the Ford plant, if you are in that 2000 here that um, got out of work here for a bit, and you want to fill us in on what you're hearing, would love to hear that. 913-586-7798. What they have said is that what's going to close now are distribution centers. Parts distribution centers, not the production plants, but to use your word, they're just going to choke them 
of parts. Yes. Uh, we don't want to close the plants where they assemble the cars. We just will close the places that send them the parts that they need to assemble the cars, is what it sounds like. Right. And I, I point out to you, they made this announcement an hour before they were scheduled to, which means they've known it's coming. They've known that it um, that they weren't getting the progress they wanted. And so we're not even going to give you to the deadline. Here it is. I'm looking for the numbers that I had. Is it 20? I believe it's 20 distribution centers, if okay. I'm not mistaken. I don't know how many they have. Um, I cannot find the numbers. Uh, but yes, it's it's distributions. It's a big jump in what's going to close now, I think is the important. And I don't know if they're going to do it all at once, but that's now is, is what's going to happen. Um, just to kind of point out what they're asking for, automakers have proposed 20% raises over four and a half years. The UAW is looking for 36 to 40%. I know that that hit a nerve with people. When we talked about this the other day, the idea that anybody thinks that they should get 40% raises struck people as just nuts. But keep in mind, that's over four and a half years, and you're making up for past years where they didn't get those. Mm -hmm. And you think about what the CEO has been getting, and we talked a lot about that, about how much more the CEO has been getting. They think that's fair. I have a question that hopefully someone who uh, works at the local plant or has knowledge of local plant or is one of the, the suppliers to the local plant can answer this question. They are shutting down the suppliers. They are or the, the, the parts manufacturing. Right. Do the part do the union parts manufacturing shops also supply the non-union assembly factories? Because there's your key. You've got non-union assembly all over the country for for the three big automakers. So is your biggest impact, is that how you impact the non-union shops? Now they can't build because they're not getting parts from union shops. Is this how they get everybody to slow down and shut down as opposed to just a percentage that is union? That is a question I do not know, but right. hopefully someone will be able to answer for us. Um, and feel free to get in here if, um, if this frustrates you now that this is expanding. And if you can give us insight into what that means, again, all, so far, we'd only had three assembly lines on strike. Now, their side of the numbers now, it's um, the strike will expand to GM and Stellantis's 38 parts and distribution centers across 20 states. Those generally send parts to dealerships to be used for repairs. So we're not going to have parts there. And that so that also gets into not just the production of new vehicles. That gets into, if you have a car... Now you're affecting me. Now, literally you, because I know you get your car fixed at the dealership sometimes. Now you're affecting me. Yeah, it, it affects those of us that if you get your car repaired at your dealership, they don't have, they're not going to have the parts to fix that. Not to agree or disagree with the unions or not, but smart. Now, <laughs> yeah. because right now I'm sitting here and this doesn't affect me right. in the sense that I, I still have a job to go to. I still have this. I still have that. Now I'm not going to have what I need when I go to the shop. So now you've affected every person that gets their car fixed, not only not only at the dealership, but if you if we go to uh, Kip or, or one of our other shops, uh -huh. there are so many parts they have to call the dealership to get the part. Yeah. So now you you're hitting everybody now. Yeah. Um, and I. Somebody just asked that. Does that affect like O'Reilly Auto Parts and that kind of thing? I would imagine it would have to. This is just logic telling me that. That if it affects dealerships, why wouldn't it affect everybody? I, I get, And I guess I was just thinking of it in terms of where you go to get your car fixed. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many things that you have to buy the part. Only Ford makes the part. Only GM makes the part. There's no aftermarket part for it. Yeah. And so I don't know about it affecting the other. I guess I think of places like 
the 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 auto uh, auto parts shops, I think of them as having their own branded parts, not necessarily the company parts. This is where we have hit my my ceiling of knowledge about this, except that you're right. It is a smart move for them. I mean, that's a brilliant move Mm -hmm. for them to. And I don't know how many employees that affects. They have not released those numbers of how many employees that affects. And we'll we'll start to hear that more as those plants actually close. But it's a wider effect on the general public than those that just want to go buy a car. You say how many employees does it affect? It affects GM employees. It affects the parts people. It now affects John's Plumbing, who can't get his John's Plumbing truck fixed to get out to your house to fix the dripping such and such. And so... Yes, and then I ask, if that's you, if you are affected by this as somebody who doesn't work at a plant but needs that part, Mm -hmm. what can I do or what can you do to put pressure on whomever you want to put pressure on to get a deal done so that everything can kind of get back to where it's supposed to be? Well, yeah, and is it, I mean, there's, this is a slow play. Yeah. This is a slow play, and so the... The what do you want to call it? The reaction, the chatter, the complaining from you and me mm-hmm. is going to be slow and progressive and get louder. Yeah. And so what they've done is they've 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 set it up to the, where they're saying you can fix this now, or you're going to have one heck of a loud problem later. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Is- interesting. What strategy company did they hire? To come up with this particular move. Because normally, think about it. Strikes in the past, you just close the doors and stop making cars. Now we're hitting everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. We have callers on hold. We have to get to a break. Teresa, hang on the line here with us. We'll get to your call next. EJ Becker and for John Grayson back here in just a few on KMBZ. Oh, it is indeed raining here uh, through most of the midday. So we'll keep an eye out on how things are going. John Grayson out today, although out of surgery and doing well. Our friend EJ Becker is hanging out with us for a while. We appreciate that. And we are talking about the latest with the UAW. We'll get to your calls here in just a sec. But for those who missed the beginning of this, this just happened uh, in the last hour here where the UAW didn't have enough progress with Detroit. And so what they're going to do is they are going to close a bunch of parts distribution centers, not the production plants, but the distribution centers that could have a ripple effect way beyond just the production plants. That ripples down to you. That ripples down to you when you go to get the oil such and such replaced or this part is broken and they have to get a Ford GM or what do we call Chrysler these days? Uh, Stradivarius? No, I, I can't. I can't remember the name. The company that owns Chrysler. Yes. When you have to get a Mopar part. How about that? I'll call it Mopar. When you have to get a Mopar or a GM part, uh, and there's no other replacement. There's no aftermarket part for it. That affects you. And that's what I assume they're hoping for, is that you will start making a racket when suddenly you now cannot drive to work. You can't do your job. The plumber can't get to your house because his truck is broken down and he can't get a part. Stellantis. Stellantis. That's yes. it. Thank you. I didn't want to make it up. Uh, so if you have thoughts, if you work at the Ford plant and you've been out of work this week and you have insight, 913-586-6778. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, Teresa been hanging on in Lee Summit. Hi, Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is what I wanted to say. This could have a ripple effect to shut the United States. I won't say shut it down, but in a possible way because literally you have so many people that we count on the car industry as far as parts the businesses around parts 
the stores, the plants. This could go on and on, and actually it sets a precedent for other negotiations with other car industries. Is is in negotiations? I'm I'm telling you, the people. I don't know if you've been hearing. They just want to be able to live because the economy has been going up, 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 up. And the cars that they make, they can't even afford to buy. So can you understand the frustration? Yeah. And I'm saying if it keeps going on, we're not just talking about Kansas City, you know, because we have car industries here. But I remember the exact day before they went on strike, we were in a union meeting and they were just talking about how hard this can affect everyone. And that three plants initially, not plants, but companies, would shut down that particular day. And people are out of work. And it, 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 it could go on. I mean, this could affect us for years and years and years to come. So I hope some negotiations get much better because I'm telling you, other unions will support the auto workers. Pretty much every union will support the auto workers. I was on strike, I think it was a 2011, 2016. And the union from everywhere supported us, supported us with food, supported us with whatever we need. So, I mean, hey, I just hope the company corporate decides to, to kind of bend a little bit because Every one of us here in the United States, maybe global, to feel the effects of this. Yeah, Teresa, I appreciate you getting in. That's a really good way to start. Thanks for the comments here. Um, I'm going to read a text we got, and then we'll go back to the phones because we're getting a ton of calls. Uh, somebody texted in a little bit ago and said, I called my regular auto shop to get something fixed in my Chevy Malibu. They told me they could not get the part, and it could be months before they get it in. I asked back, because of the strike or something else? They said it was because of the strike. They had called five dealerships and a bunch of part shops they normally use and said this part normally comes from Wentzville. And because they've been closed for a while, they wouldn't be able to get the part. They said, try Amazon. Interesting point that this comes on the heels of, of supply chains trying to catch up. Right. And cars, chip shortage and everything else. Yes. So, yeah. so car companies have been having this problem for some time, and now they're doing it on the heels of that. It's an interesting text. And Teresa's point is interesting, too. The declining power of unions has been a headline for decades now. Unions don't have the power that they used to. They don't need to have the power because we have better conditions, because we have this, because we have that. There's all kinds of arguments for it. Teresa brings up a very good point. Is the declining power of unions greatly exaggerated or not? We may be about to find out. 913-586-7798. Curtis in Olathe. Hi, Curtis. Hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, the only thing I looked at is I was in a slide back in the late 90s with us. I'm a national teamster. I'm also a local teamster out here in Olathe with another group. And uh, I kind of been around some of that stuff in the past. And with all the abundancy of spinoff third parties from different parts of the world and these vehicles being sold, um, I really kind of have a hard time digesting the idea that there's going to be an automatic shortage right now. I know that we make them in other car, parts of the world, and that's one problem that the UAW has been upset with for quite a long time, like some of the other uh, boys and girls that are in these unions. So 
um, I think the comment that we're at DEFCON 5 is kind of a little tough, uh, you know, because nowadays most of these cars are assembled in a completely different manner uh, to where a local tree shade mechanic can't do it. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, this will teach everybody that they need to actually stand up for their rights. Uh, the car industry has been making a horrendous profit for a long time, and they gave up their bargaining rights for their uh, retirement package and all that through several negotiations in the past. And that's what this strike is actually about, taking care of business, what was promised, and taking care of business, what is needed now. And uh, I support them. And I hope everybody doesn't have a lot of hate in all their talk that they'll be passing on with you, complaining about this and that, because it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Curtis, I got to leave it there just because we're up against a break here. But I think that's a good, yeah, it's a good sentiment. Um, although there's one particular part of this that we'll talk a little bit more com uh, about coming up about the hours change that they want to go to a 32 hour week instead of a 40 hour week. I know a lot of you have problems with that. Those comments are coming in. If you're on hold, Dylan, Alan, Jim, everybody hang on the line. We'll get to your calls. EJ Becker in for John Grayson. Back here with your calls next on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back here on a Friday. John Grayson out today. EJ Becker sitting in with us for a while. Uh, we'll get to your calls here in a second. We're talking about the latest with the UAW. Uh, no, not enough progress this morning. Not enough progress so far in talks. And so the strike is going to expand to GM and Stellantis's 38 parts and distribution centers spread across 20 states. Those distribution centers send parts to dealerships to be used for repairs and to the um, to the production facilities to make the vehicles. So that won't happen now. It's interesting that we're talking through some of the ripple effects. Before we get to your calls here, I just want to talk about a story that Fox 4 put up. Just to show you, I think the term ripple effect is something we're going to hear a lot now. 
Challenge Manufacturing supplies the GM Fairfax plant with these floor pans for those Chevy Malibus. Talked about this the other day. One of their workers told Fox 4 she and dozens of others were temporarily laid off the same day the UAW union went on strike. This is what we're going to start to see now is just any of those other companies locally that supply parts. That supply parts. And then, silly as it sounds, the convenience store on the way, Mm -hmm. the little place, the donut shop that everybody hits on their way there or on their way home from third shift. All the little businesses that spring up around or on the way to and from, they all get hit as well because there's no traffic flow past them anymore. So yeah. it's, it's, it, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see how quickly they get this resolved and then how quickly can we catch up? Because as Curtis, uh, the previous caller, uh, made the comment that I can't believe we're out of parts already. I, and I get that, except that in some cases we were out of parts because of the pandemic, because right. of supply chains, because of the things we've been dealing with for the last three years. And every and what was the thing that just popped? Was it another supply chain shortage that I just saw a story about that's popping up again? We're mm-hmm. Was you? You were talking about Clorox wipes or something oh, like yes. that? Yeah, because uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't. It's a hacking. Because that's why Clorox. Yeah. Okay. So shortage of Clorox. You know, there we go again. Yeah. Um, oh my. Yeah. Here we go. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Dylan in Blue Springs. First up here. Hi, Dylan. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Rock and roll. Are you there? Yep. We're here. Go ahead. Hey, I, I think we need to pay these men and women. I, I think that they do hard work. I think that they do an honest day's work. Um, I think that the corporations, GM, Ford, all them, that I think they make plenty of money uh, to pay a fair wage to these, to these UAW members. Uh, I'm a local 101 member myself, and we do a lot of, uh, a lot of work in their plans, and they support us, and we support them. Okay. Um, where do you think this should end in terms of pay increase? So pay increase, um, I, I think what they're asking for is totally reasonable. Um, I think that once, once those needs are met, um, I think it should end there and everybody should get back to work. Can you give us a breakdown? When, when we look at the cost of a car, you have an idea how much of that is legacy costs, how much of that is pensions, how much of that is what we're paying the folks who built that car right now, how much of that is profit. Do you have a sense as to how the cost of a car breaks down today? I do not. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know too much about the UAW's contract, uh, being as I'm not in the UAW myself. Sure. But I, I know our, you know, it gets broke down. There's an hourly rate that the company pays and then. Uh, it gets broken down from there. You pay your health insurance, your pension, uh, all your taxes get taken out. And then at the end of the day, you know, you get left with your, your net pay, and that's what you're taking home to feed your family. Yeah. Thanks uh, a lot for the call. I'm assuming, yeah. Thanks. Uh, go ahead. Guys. Thanks, Dolan. Appreciate you getting in. A uh, bunch of lines ringing now. 913-586-7798. Alan in Merriam. Alan, thanks for holding on. Yeah. Hi there. How y'all doing this morning? Excellent. Good, good. I own a independent repair shop in Merriam, Kansas, and I thought I'd give you a little insight from uh, the perspective of a shop owner. Please. Um, a great example, and, and just as you all have said, the supply chain has not recovered from the shutdown with uh, COVID, um, that's for sure. So this just magnifies problems that's, that already exist. I have a uh, big heavy-duty truck, uh, work truck, that is in my shop right now. 
that uh, we need a uh, a module for a computer for. Um, it's on back order. We're told that uh, probably a six to eight month wait before all of this happened. Um, that module normally runs about five hundred dollars. Um, one of the choices was to try to find a used one. A used one cost three thousand dollars. The customer, because he needed the vehicle, decided that he needed to spend that money. We got the used one. It didn't work either. So now we're back to the drawing board. And in the meantime, this guy doesn't have a work truck that he uses to make money. And that's just one example of many. It's it's not good. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, the trickle-down effect is unbelievable when you look at uh, – the situation of not having vehicles that should be out there working. Hey, Alan, do you have a, a an idea, uh, a percentage in your mind, how often when you need a part, how often can you get it from an aftermarket supplier and how often do you have to call the dealer to get that part? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, in my business, we work on all makes and models, so it, it really varies. Um, you know, the aftermarket does a good job on coverage of parts that are, are very often um, you know, replaced, um, you, you know, parts that, that fail, uh, the independents uh, have to make their money. Uh, so it's got to be a common part. But um, the dealership parts, I would say 25% of the time we have to go to the dealer to find a part. And how much are you struggling with those dealer parts today? Or is it very specific parts that are hard to get? Yeah, it's it's more of the specific things right now. I mean, obviously, a week into this, I can't really say that we've seen anything that, that, that I would say is directly affected by this strike. That you know, This part that I talk about on this truck is one that was a problem before any of this came up. So, again, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a fragile system at best already, and now it's just going to get worse. Alan, play this out for me for a second. Let's say this goes another week, which seems mm-hmm. like forever right now. Let's say it goes another week. How does that affect you? Um, well, I, me personally in my business, I see the effects probably for the next two, three months. You know, it's it's not so much like next week I'm going to be hurting as much as, um, you know, two months down the line when I need a part and it's still not on the shelf because, you know, they are already behind. Now they're behind further. And I'm again telling a customer I can't fix their car. That's 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 how it affects me personally. Got it. Alan, it's great insight. Uh, We appreciate you getting in here. Um, And it's just a really fascinating perspective from the repair shop. 913-586-7798. Let's see. Jim is next up out of KC. Hi, Jim. Jim. We hear everything happening behind you, but not you. Jim. Okay. I'm going to, because there's so much noise behind you, I suspect maybe uh, your radio's up, but feel free to give us a call back. We'll keep going to another gym, this one in Tonganoxie. Hello. Hello. Hi, Jim. Hi there. Yeah, these, uh, I don't think these UAW men realize how fortunate they are. As a former railroader, we couldn't strike. Presidential boards put us back to back to work because in, in hours because we couldn't strike. We went three and a half years without a contract and no pay raises. And we didn't get any, but we didn't get back pay that was comp, you know, largely compensatable. And we got a 4% raise on this last contract. My, my dad was a 40-year UAW man.
raised us well. But we lived as poor poor kids, too. Dad still worked two jobs being even UAW. These these guys, they can back down a little. They don't need 40, 39 percent. Yeah, and, and it is, what, 9 percent uh, a year, mm-hmm. what they're asking for. But, one, I think they're asking too much. Yeah, they they opened their contract up. They gave, you know, they gave back. Well, they didn't give back. They just they they relieved the auto workers, the auto plants, so they wouldn't have to borrow money. And then other other automakers did borrow money. Well, I can I can I, I grieve for them because it's, it's hard. Jim, they they are fortunate. All due respect. Um objectively, the reason they're doing it in part is because they can, because it's well, an industry true. that is in such a, you know, again, all due respect, we need the railroad also, but the heat hurts more with the auto industry. And it's, it is that idea that we talked about the other not, day that. Not necessarily. Not necessarily what? They, 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 we don't, not everybody needs a new car every year. They can't get them because they're not available uh, or used cars for that matter. And that's part of the problem is there's so little supply right now. And they they know the power that they have. They know, again, it was a brilliant move to close the parts plants that make the parts because that affects more than just the auto plants. That affects the repair shops and and everybody else. Wait till the president steps in just like Ronnie Reagan did with us and the uh, air traffic controllers and say, you're going back to work today. I honestly and don't think that's going to happen. Well, they can because the a presidential board can do that. They did it with us, and we can't strike no more. Neither can the air traffic controllers. Yeah, I, the air traffic control is a different thing. You can't function. Air, air service can't function without air traffic controllers. I get why well, they ordered them back to work. And the country can't function without a railroad either. Correct, which is why you are ordered, right, which is why the president can order you back to work. We can function a little bit without car parts for a bit. Well, yeah, but you're still hurting America. Well, I mean, we could say that about a lot of things. Well, very true. Yeah. Jim, I appreciate you getting in. Um, it's it's a very interesting perspective, so we appreciate that as well. 913-586-7798. We'll get another one in here. Al, next up in Brookside. Hey, Al. Hi. What, what I, hi. What I haven't heard, and I don't hear everything, of course, is any discussion of the necessity of the return on the capital that is invested in these companies. There are massive amounts, billions of dollars, to have the equipment, to have the line, to buy those very sophisticated tools that these people, uh, workers, operate. Now, they may be entitled to a raise, and I'm not, I don't know how much or whether— but nobody is making a point that all these billions of dollars that build the plant and have the and have the assembly line running and the tools and so on. I'm repeating myself. Nobody's saying anything about return on that. You raise a good point. I mean, we haven't talked about overhead because truly, we have no concept of what the overhead is. Yeah. I have been in the Fairfax plant. Years ago, uh, uh, we were we went and, and met a listener and brought him lunch. He won a contest. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. And so we were out there, and we got a tour of the Fairfax plant. And so it is unfathomable, if you've never been in there especially, but even standing there and watching Malibu's roll down the line, it's unfathomable to me what that all is, 
of what that all costs. Yeah. And so I think that may be part of the reason why you're not hearing it is because we're on the outside looking in, uneducated. I brought the point up to a previous caller. I wish I knew the breakdown of a car, which would include the overhead. Because the overhead at Fairfax isn't just the overhead at Fairfax. It's the overhead at the tire manufacturer and the wheel manufacturer and every place else. So it's a very good point. There's a ton of money in there because it's it's not just maintaining, it's upgrading as well. I mean, that's why they shut down a couple of weeks a year to retool for the next model year. That requires making, designing, building new tools. It's, just, it's, it's a scale that I don't think most of us can imagine. I, I I agree, but I just think nobody's talking about there ought to be return on that investment. I think we don't know what the investment is, is EJ's point. I, I, you, we may not know what it is exactly, but we know there's a lot of money in there and that if there isn't a return on the capital, the capital will quit being invested in, in companies that produce products. I, Otherwise, you just give it to the company and say, oh, by the way, here's your money. And I don't expect any return. I guess, Al, I think, I think, and we appreciate the call. Thank yeah. you so much uh, for, Thanks, for, for coming. I, uh, I think the, the return on investment in that case is profit. So you, in, you do your capital investment and whatever the profit, which, again, is a component of that car cost, which I wish we could break down. I'd love to know how much is a third. If I'm buying a $30,000 car, is $10,000 of that profit? Right. Because that's pretty darn good. Because, I mean, in $20,000, you've covered a tremendous a tremendous amount of expense, people, overhead, everything. So I, I, I wish we had that. Yeah. I, I wish there was a map. You know how you know how you see the cow and the cows yes. divided up in cuts of yes. meat. Yeah. Could I have a car divided up in cuts of meat? But the meat is the money and where it goes. We'll get right out. We'll, we'll see if we can find that. All right, we have callers on hold. We'll have a few more minutes. We'll get to as many calls as we can to wrap the hour next on KMBZ. EJ Becker in for John Grayson today, talking about the latest with the UAW. There's still a chance there would be progress by the deadline, although we've got about seven minutes until that hit seems unlikely. 913-586-7798. Marcus has been hanging on. Hey, Marcus. Hello. Can you hear me? Indeed. All right. I just wanted to make a couple points. Um, First of all, you know, people keep on saying, oh, we're asking for 40%. We're asking for 40%. No, People need to understand that when you negotiate, you start high and you come together in the middle. We've already, I work at the Ford Clay Como plant on the motor line as a utility. We have already come back, come down to 10% to 36%. My next point will be, would be about um, the contract after uh, we bailed them out. You know, we gave up a lot of things that, that uh, contract to, to keep us working and keep for not having to borrow money and you know with the with the expectation that the things that we're asking for currently are things that we gave up so it, it ain't like we're asking for things that we've never had or anything like that and then final my third and final point is um you know when the line's running at the base model, about six or seven years ago, at the base model, it was, there was a piece of paper that come out and uh, broke things down. Um, for each truck that comes off the end of the line, which could be anywhere from 46 seconds to 54 seconds, each truck base model is $16,000 profit for Ford. So as your models go up, 
the profit for each truck goes up. So, I mean, we're running around the clock. We, we got three shifts. And so if you're, if you think about that, that profit for each vehicle coming off the end of the line really adds up. So, I mean, just to give kind of an idea of, you know, how much money Ford's making and how they could afford to pay us who kill our bodies. Like you could talk to anybody driving a vehicle, your hands are going numb. You could take the easiest job there, but when you're doing it 600 times plus a night, that easy job ain't easy no more. It's killing our bodies. Good call, Marcus. Can't argue with it. Appreciate it. Thanks for getting in here. 16 grand per truck on the most popular vehicle in the country. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get... Joe, can you do it in about 45 seconds? Yeah. You can hear me? Yes. Okay. One of the things I don't think you guys have spoke on yet, and I came in a little late in the conversation, was worker productivity. Year after year, worker productivity goes up. It's been going up since the 70s, and wages have been stagnant. At least for auto workers over the last 13 years, we haven't seen hardly anything of a raise. We actually gave back money when the uh, auto companies went bankrupt, and we haven't we, we got rid of COLA, so we lost our cost of living, and inflation's been eating away at us. I mean, I mean how, how much should we be asking for? I don't even know if 40% is enough. Maybe we should be asking for 60%. Um, I'm sure you are hearing this already. I'm sure that this doesn't surprise you, but the comments that we get is, well, I don't get 40% increase in my job and I've experienced the same cost of living increases. I'm not saying I agree with that, but that's the argument. Other people, maybe other people ought to start asking for that. That's yeah. Because we're seeing people set back time and time again. And you got to remember the 32 hour work week. That's not anything new. That's been going on with the UAW since back to the 1950s with Walter Ruther. Walter Ruther was pushing for a lower hours as automation became prevalent in the auto industry. Yeah. He didn't fight off automation. He wanted them to bring it on, and he thought as automation came in, workers could spend more time with their families and less time at work. Joe, I got to leave it at that. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for getting that music means we are up against top of the hour. All right, coming up in the next hour in Florida, we have a couple of kids that steal mom's car in the middle of the night. Get to that story coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.